Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob has a podcast. And now here's the guy who's always working to earn another merge. I am Rob Sisternino. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our feedback show here for episode number six here on a Friday night. Should be a fun one because we are live with a great guest to talk about everything here at the Survivor officially at the merge. Let's welcome in. My friend from season 39, it is Karishma Patel. Karishma, how are you? Hey, Rob. Hey, everyone. How are you? I'm good. I am exhausted at all times. Yes. But I'm fantastic. Okay. Uh, Karishma, uh, again, congratulations. Uh, a new mom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And now the... The best part of that is that when you go back to Survivor, you could say, as a mom. Constantly. I can start mm -hmm. every sentence with, as a mom, I know everything, mm -hmm. <laughs> which, you know, I wouldn't doubt now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Do you feel like you, you have a lot more wisdom? Um, Not yet. It hasn't been long enough. I still feel like I'm in like, like mommy junior college and still trying to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. But when, when I like, I have a whole new respect for these women who have raised multiple kids. I mean, they just, man, Wonder Women, gone through it. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely with wisdom. Okay. So you, <laughs> and you've got a lot going on uh, because you have um, uh, a new baby just celebrated six months. So you're ha halfway to through your number one. Okay. Uh, also, then, if people are just listening to the podcast, they don't know that Karishma's. 
uh, Chiron, as Owen would say, says, Karishma, go Phillies, uh, which, you know, it's now, first off, this is upsetting to me to have to hear about the Phillies. Uh, but you have such an interesting circumstances because you, uh, a Philly sports fan, are in Houston <laughs> and your husband is a Houston sports fan. Yes. So I am from Philadelphia, born and raised. My whole family is still there. All my friends are still there. My husband's from Houston. So after I got married, I moved here. I am currently in Houston. I live in Houston, which is like Astros fever, like crazy right outside my door right now. You guys might even hear my husband start screaming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that probably just means the Astros scored. Um, but this is a house divided. It's the house divided because there's only one OG for Karishma and that's Philadelphia. Yes. Now, Karishma, if the Phillies win a game tonight or the series, will you taunt your husband? Are you a good sport? <laughs> no, I'm not a good sport. I will absolutely taunt him and tease him. Wow. But here's okay. So I have to admit there's a stickler because I don't know if there's any people from Houston watching, but it's not just a house divided. It's also my conscience is divided because I love my money and I want to keep my money. And I don't know if everybody knows about um, Mattress Mac in Houston. No. What, is ma heard? what is Mattress Mac? Okay. So there's this big furniture conglomerate in Houston called Gallery Furniture owned by a man who is a Houston legend who goes legend. by Mattress Mac. Yeah. He has a deal that starts in the summer that if you buy a mattress at his furniture store and the Astros win the World, World Series, you get all your money back. Oh. Your, your mattress is then free. Okay. Okay. So he does this every year. And he hedges by placing a $10 million bet in Vegas, the largest bet in Vegas history. And that's how he hedges it. But if for like a payout of 75 million, but um, my husband went and bought a $6,000 mattress <laughs> from wow. Mattress Mac this year. Yeah. And so on one hand, I'm rooting for the Phillies because OG, I'm a Philly girl, you know, ride or die. Yeah. On the other hand, I want my money. I want my $6,000 back for this mattress. So I'm kind of like, mm, what do I do? Can, can, can I ask about the $6,000 mattress? It's right here. Yes. What, what, yeah. What, what is so special about it? It's this Tempur-Pedic cooling gel, fancy schmancy oh. nonsense. Does it I move? Does it go up and down? Yeah. It's one of these. It's one of these. Yeah. Here I go. There I go. Okay. And here I'll, It's very I'll quiet. It's very quiet. Yeah, he went a little overboard because he he's he was so confident the Astros were going to win. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Yo, we're going to buy the top of the line because it's going to be free anyway." And well, this I'm was months and, ago. Yes, and, and that were you still pregnant at the time? Was this a, a great husband move? Yeah. No, 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 no. This was this was just a couple months ago. Oh, we had God. the baby, but I mean, I was so overwhelmed with the baby. This was one of the things that I just was like, "Just do, do, just do you, boo. Just do you. I can't get involved." And I kicked myself in the butt for that because he came home with this ab absurdly expensive okay. mattress. Well, maybe not. Maybe he's going to look like the genius at the end of all this. Maybe. I mean, who knows? We'll see. So, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm rooting for both. Mm -hmm. Okay. For look, different reasons. Sounds like for you, Karishma, oh, it's a win-win situation. 
It kind of is, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool, right? Which is uh, <laughs> the perfect ideal if you're a survivor that uh, where, you know, you can't lose. You can't lose. Win-win. Yeah. Okay. Well, I- I'm so excited to talk about uh, this episode of Survivor with you because I-, I really thought this was so much fun this week's Survivor. I watched it again today to uh, get ready to chat about it. And so I think I think there's a really uh, a lot to unpack from uh, this episode. Um, how have you been enjoying Survivor 43? I've been I've been enjoying it a lot. I think it's a really good season. I think it's a really cool cast. Um, I think there was a little bit. It was a little slow. The first couple episodes. I thought so, too. I, that happens, I think, in a lot of seasons. and then suddenly it just picks up Mm -hmm. and action starts and then it's like boom 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 so i mean i'm excited to see some of these players sort of step up to the plate and start you know doing more yeah okay and krishma how does it feel to be considered from season 39 as part of playing old school survivor am i though i think so because we played 39 days instead of the BS. Well, 39, days. Yeah, 39 <laughs> days. Uh, you didn't have to earn the merge. You know, they didn't take your fire away. Yeah, I guess I guess there's different phases of Survivor. And, and I guess the phase that I was in has kind of phased out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a new age of Survivor. No more themes. No, you know, I at least for the time being, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, 26 days some some new twists that they're keeping consistent i don't know i don't know how i feel about it quite yet there, i still think there's too many little twists i still think they need to cut cut some more twists out mm-hmm. that's just my opinion yeah this is and I, like, I like themes i liked when seasons had themes i was like a sucker for you know millennials versus gen x or davids versus goliath yeah. did I think you have just- a favorite uh, no i, I like i like them all i mean yeah. i i like i liked any time because it's a social strategy game right and I liked when there was another element of seeing, you know, which part, which, you know, uh, is, a, you know, is a millennial going to outwit the Gen X or how that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, sort of pans out. I, I like the themes. I hope they bring it back. OK, now I want to invite the audience also. This is the feedback show. This is the people's podcast where we like to hear from our listeners and we have a lot of questions from them. But of course, if you're watching us here live on a Friday night, you can go ahead and ask your questions in the chat and then we will uh, grab them and ask them here on the show. If they're good, you know, we're not going to ask the bad questions, uh, but we'll do the good, all the good ones. Uh, Krishma, you know, this is also a special night for me, not just that I'm getting to talk to you again, uh, but also that I was feeling a little nostalgic today because I looked at my calendar and I realized today is October 28th, 2022, and it was exactly 20 years ago tonight that I got on a plane from Miami, Florida to Sao Paulo, Brazil and met the other survivors that I would uh, be somehow connected to for all all of our days. 20 years ago tonight. My goodness. Well, gosh, can we ring a bell or something? Congratulations. Wait, I'll just, I'll just take a cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Uh, And yeah, amazing, right? That's amazing. 20 years. 20 years. And you, you look the same. Oh, thank you, Karishma. And my goodness, time just, it flies. It flies. I can't believe 20 yeah. years for you. Now, um, do you, uh, 
recall uh, what your reaction was uh, when you met your castmates uh, for the first time uh, at um, presumably at some hotel or an airport? Um, yeah, so there was casting, right? So there was the whole casting and then there was meeting them at the hotel. So. I guess I'll I'll go through like the meeting them when we came down to the hotel we were going to be getting on a shuttle to the airport. I mean, I was just looking around, looking at who was making eye contact with me. I had all my alerts on. Mm-hmm. I was seeing who I recognized from casting. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big one. Um yeah, and I was just looking. I actually to be honest, I think I was looking to see if there was another Indian person. Yeah, I think that that's sort of my scan for like somebody sort of, you know, like me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it was disappointed. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. um, it's okay because I mean, there's been such an incredible representation since then. So it's just that that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I just remember game was on. I mean, we weren't in Fiji yet. We were still in L.A., but. The moment that even one other person was there in my presence, the, the game starts right there because there's nonverbal communication happening from the get go. And, and it was crazy because like I was dressed very differently than everyone else. Like every, a lot of other people were wearing like athletic, ashless leisure, like comfortable. Yeah. And I was wearing like um, ballet flats and a, like a, a cardigan that I would wear at the office. And everyone else was wearing like athleisure and like sneakers and stuff. And I was like, oh, gosh, how how am I going to be interpreted? I was thinking about things like that mm-hmm. right off the bat, right off the bat. Yeah, I was very intimidated uh, when I saw the other people that were going to be playing in the game. I was like, oh, these people are, are these people are really cool. Like uh, these people like belong on TV. Like uh, like uh, this is not this is not good. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was just sizing everyone up. I was just sizing everyone up as best that I could uh, without seeming too shady. And Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I think like just happiness was just overwhelming. I couldn't couldn't get a smile off my face. And I knew that was probably kind of weird, but I just couldn't. Yeah, because like, yeah, the game started and you're trying to start sizing people up, but you're also in your head like, holy shit, I'm about to fly to Fiji. Like. And you're not allowed to talk and you're not allowed to like, you know, um, you know, like, uh, you know, give like a fist bump to anybody or anything. So uh, it's definitely like a weird situation. Uh, But that was for me uh, 20 years ago tonight. We've got uh, so much to get to to talk about this uh, Survivor Merge episode. Of course, uh, it was uh, such a great week that uh, I mean that Karishma, you're here with us tonight. We had Sari Fields yesterday on the podcast. Uh, what a what a loaded we, uh, boy! I mean, uh, that I thought this was what it was going to be like when the Mets had uh, Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer, two aces in the rotation. It doesn't always go great for the Mets. You're too kind. You're mm-hmm. too kind. Yeah, You're maybe kind. Aaron cool Nola episode. and Zach Wheeler. <laughs> we'll see how they do. We'll see how they do. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're Forget too Noah kind. Syndergaard. Yeah. Um, this was a great episode. I'm really actually really happy that I'm able to talk to you about this one. 
um, yeah. in particular, because this is where I think this is this is like kind of where the season actually starts. Yeah, we're going to get going. Uh, and also then I will have over the weekend uh, something that I've been doing for two seasons now. Survivor Academy is going to be back this weekend. We're going to talk about all the lessons from the first uh, 13 days of the game. Matt Scott is going to join us who played in Survivor Philly season two. And uh, we're going to uh, talk through all of our patron questions for the patrons only at Robinson Podcast on Survivor Academy. Yeah. So, all right, Christmas. So we've kicked off really the second half of the game. The tribes are all together. Uh, what were your feelings about Ellie? Uh, before, during the episode or before? Through the season. So I think Ellie was a little bit, for me, intense. Mm-hmm. I think that's the word I thought of Ellie, but personable. Intense, but personable. Someone who, if she was able to dial it down when her audience, like who she's talking to, needed her to dial it down, it would be, you know, really, really great for her. Um, I just thought she was a little bit overconfident. Yeah. And overconfidence in Survivor can be a slippery slope. She did have the um, one moment where uh did she confessional the killer confessional. She said yeah, she had like a, a very fateful <laughs> confessional. Uh confessional where of death. <laughs> she said she said that I think uh she is even better at the game of Survivor uh than she thought she would be. Yeah. The second she said that I knew she was either gonna be out um that that would have been my you first knew it right she, away yeah yeah immediately immediately either out or she's going to be orchestrating some kind of unimaginable blindside and that second thing i couldn't really imagine happening because i don't think any player at this juncture going out would create that kind of a thunderous like Oh my God, that was an outrageous blindside type of a, a thing. We were not quite there yet with any player. At least I'm not. So that's why I was I was like, yeah, no, she's she's she toast. Mm-hmm. She All toast. Right. Well, Karishma, I really wanted to ask you about something that happened in the episode. Now we saw that Gabler was very upset during the episode and uh was was upset for you know good good reason uh because of uh what had happened uh to him earlier in the game let me see if i can bring up uh my my clip here of uh of this um okay uh, you know i'm gonna go without it but i thought this is something that maybe karishma can relate to of a player going into your bag yeah so the whole thing about players going into other people's bags i mean look it's infuriating it feels invasive um and it's it makes you really angry i knew that it was happening almost on a daily basis with me people were going in your bag every day I knew they were going in my bag so much, Rob. I knew because I would place things in a certain way and everything would be changed when I came back. And it was just so obvious after a certain point in time that I, I didn't even care. I didn't put anything in there. I wasn't stupid enough to keep my idol in there. Um, I did, I guess I can admit it now. I did um, steal like a lot of nuts from the merge feast. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, I brought back a, like a lot of nuts from the merch feast. I kind of stuffed them into like a hidden pocket in my pants where they couldn't they like if they checked my pockets, yes. it would be like a hidden one. Yeah. So like a good fist, a good fist amount of nuts. And I was eating like two or three a day. It it's nuts. It's not making a big difference. Mm-hmm. But um, they they stole those early on. So at that point, I was like, oh, I mean, the nuts were gone. And I'm like, OK, they're going they're going through my bag. Now I know they're going to there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And I was like, let them go through my bag. They ain't going to find jack shit. Um, but I knew that was happening. And I think one of the episodes showed just one of the times, but it was happening all the time. OK. And um, you, you you didn't make a big deal about it like Gabler. No, I didn't make a big deal about it because, first of all, I think making a big deal about it may have possibly brought attention to me even more than it was already there, right? It could have possibly brought out that infamous, terrible P word, paranoid, um, that you don't want brought out, right? And I also knew that they weren't finding anything. So what's the point? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't going to, it wasn't going to, um, it wasn't gonna. It wasn't gonna do what it did for Gabler, yeah. which is because it was went into the merge when people already knew each other. You know, it wasn't when Gabler had like he struck while the iron was hot when nobody else besides Vaca knew Ellie, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they wouldn't care. It, it all right. Target. Target. Yeah. Something <laughs> yeah. that. I was really taken with when I went back and rewatched the episode today was this idea about, okay, there are seven players who are safe in this merge vote. And there were six people who were vulnerable. And I think that the uh, accepted behaviors for people who were the safe people versus the not safe people, I think had a lot to do with how this all came together do you feel like that if Gabler was in the group that was not safe, he would have been so bold as to announce to everybody what happened with Ellie, who happened to not be safe? I think so. I think Gabler is enough of a wild card that he would have done it anyway. And I also think that he had enough of a vendetta against Ellie that he would have done it anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that relationship, that relationship was so far, far more broken than we saw. I think he would have. You know, what's also interesting about that is that Gabler knew this the whole time. He never called out uh, the, the women that were responsible for this. He knew it the whole time, but he played coy about it. Is that surprising to you? I mean, he has an idol. Yeah. So he never called out when it was just Baca. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he was probably following the direction of Sammy and Owen. I think Sammy and Owen might have had something to do with that. May have been telling him, hey, don't blow it up. Don't say anything. Let's use this. Let's keep this in our back pocket and use it against them later. That That's just my hunch. That's mm-hmm. my guess of why he didn't bring it up before. And I also think, look, you know, I don't. I'm not 100% sure and I could be completely wrong, but I don't know, like him blurting that out was pre-planned, you know, maybe he had a beer or two or five, you know, like some people do at Merge Feast. Yeah. Maybe it was just simmering that, look, I don't like her. I don't trust her. 
This might be everybody else is talking about who they back. There's nobody saying that I'd be willing to go, you know, negative about something. Let me throw a name out. Well, Maybe he said the, the reason why I threw out Ellie's name is because I wanted to get Ellie's name thrown out. Yeah. And I, I think like a couple people beforehand were like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to do this person. I don't want to do this person. I don't want to do this person. And by the time it was like <clears throat> he was up, maybe he was like, ah, well, mm-hmm. there's nobody I don't want to vote out. But here's somebody I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that's how it, it came out. So there were some interesting splits in terms of like who was safe and who wasn't safe. So Gabler was one of the people he was safe. He went to the merge feast. Sammy is somebody who was not safe. He he was vulnerable at this mm-hmm. vote. Do you feel like that Sammy ends up being more on board with this because he's one of the six people who could go home rather than go with something that might be a little bit more of like up in the air to go along with Ellie's plan? Do you feel like that Sammy did this more because it was a sure thing when on a night when he was one of six people to go home? Or do you think that Sammy, his decision had nothing to do with being vulnerable? Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It had to do with had had a lot to do with him being one of the six people who could have gone home. I mean, think about it from his perspective, right? The first thing you think you're thinking about is anyone but me. Yeah. Anyone but me. Right. Like Sandra. Because there's there's. Like, like, Sandra. like, like she, like she taught at the Island of the Idols. Exactly. There's this with this many players and on the first day of the merge, there's so much opportunity for alliances to be created and also be broken and to be reformed and for targets to be shifted. There's so much opportunity there. Nothing is really, really set in stone, you know? So for him, from his perspective, he's like, okay, do I, you know, make a move with Ellie to protect Baca or whatever, or Ellie is a sure thing. We can get Ellie done. And then afterwards I'll worry about next week. I think it was the latter. I think he was like, look, let's just let her go because it's, an, it's easy to let her go. She's pissed. She's clearly agitated. She's, you know, she's getting angry. I think she's going to hold a grudge. Right. And so if he's like, if she's going to hold a grudge, let's just get rid of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. OK, so Baca is in a lot of trouble. And I, I think that there is one tribe in particular that really is in control. I'm curious to know if you feel the same way. Um, who do you feel like it is? Well, what what tri- what tribe do you feel like is uh, going to be calling the shots now? Out of between Coco, Baca, and Vessi. Yeah. So. I want to say, I want to say Vessi, but Mm -hmm. I think it's Coco. Okay. You know, I felt like it was Coco when I first watched the episode on Wednesday, but I came away from rewatching it today feeling like, you know, I think it's Vessi. I think Vessi is the one. Because you had the people from from Coco that that uh, you saw where uh, Ellie was trying to, you know, get the votes uh, on James or Cassidy. And then ultimately, then you had where um, 
The people from Coco were kind of in the dark. They kind of got saved when Ryan went back and told them. Yeah. Like, I, I think Vessi was the ones that they made the yeah. decision of what was going to happen. I think so, too. That's why I want to I want to say Vessi. But the only reason and I, I hate this, I hate this, because, but, but I saw the clips from next week and it looks like Noel might be in trouble. Uh, you know what? The, the, those previews, though, they are, they, are like, they they catfish you, Karishma. <laughs> they go out of their way to try to throw you off. Yeah. Like whatever true, is in the true. previews isn't going to happen. It's like a reverse yeah. preview. Yeah. Well, my winner pick is Jesse. And I think that Jesse really I, I think that the, and we, he's on Vessi, Jesse, Vessi, Vessi, Jesse. Mm hmm. Yeah. So uh, they didn't show him much this episode. And I, I think they didn't show him much this episode because he was doing exactly what you're supposed to do. He was under yeah. the wraps. And I think, I mean, I, I, I just, I like him. Um, I think that they didn't really show it, but when you say you think that Vessi was controlling things, I think Jesse, I think it was Jesse. I, th I really think it was because, uh, you, you know, you had Cody who, who was vulnerable, but I, I think uh, the, the players who were safe, I really feel like were the players that were able to be doing the most. This, this whole episode was all day 13. It all took, it all took place in one day. So it was a jam packed day of yeah. everything that was going on, but there was a lot we didn't see also. And, and one of the things that I'm really curious about uh, from this last time I watched the episode was that we didn't really uh, get to see anybody from Vessi talking with Gabler or Sammy. We never got to see the like somebody had to, to uh, talk to those guys. Right. Like it wasn't like we didn't that. See it. We didn't we didn't see it. And we don't know like uh who had those conversations? And, and I think that that's really important to know. I think it was Jesse. I think Jesse's running it because Noel voted differently, right? Noel voted for yeah. Cassidy. Yes. And there was a little question mark about why that happened, whether that was on purpose or whether she just didn't get a chance to have a conversation she was supposed to have. Um, Cody knew that his name was out there. So he was trying to do damage control, of course. Um, who's the other guy? I don't forget his name. Dwight. Dwight, they didn't show anything. They didn't show anything about Dwight either. They didn't show any conversations he had, did they? No, not yet. No. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that Jesse may have been um, helping out, doing the damage control on Cody and getting, you know, just making sure his people um, knew where the votes were going to go. How do you see this going after this vote where we have Vessi who feels like that they're together as a unit. Coco is together as a unit. You have a fractured Baca. Do mm -hmm. you feel like uh, that you have a good sense of uh, where they go next? You have Janine who's uh, what you would think would be the next target, but Janine mm -hmm. does have an idol. She won't be the next target. They wouldn't waste a vote on her. Because she's got an idol and that that could be a, that could be a complete wasted vote because mm -hmm. if she used her idol, it's a wasted vote. Right. So I don't think I think she's going to be completely out of spotlight. I think she, I know they scored. I could hear you. Are you your husband After is talking trash to you? No, no. Five to zero. OK, so apparently Astros are winning five to zero and he just came in to, to tell me. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah. OK, well, um, so I. What was that's, I saying? I think Janine. Janine. Not great. I think Janine. Quiet. She's going to be quiet. She's not watch non-existent in the next episode. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Krishna, if I may just give some strategic advice to your husband, uh, you know, uh, talking trash, uh, to your wife, I feel like, uh, that's, that's not a great strategic move, correct? Absolutely correct. And I will, where are we? We're at 29 minutes. I will be playing this back for him. Okay. You have it on the record. I have it on the record. I have it on the record. No, you know, here's the thing. Survivor every day is a new day. And it's so unpredictable. The game moves so quickly. Um, it's kind of like butterfly effect, right? Oh. All it would take is the flap of a butterfly wing to change the course of everything. So if I'm going to sit here and tell you this is what I think might happen, no, no, you know what's going to happen, Rob? Whoever screws up is going to be a target. And it could literally be any one of them. Yeah. I am a little worried about Owen going into uh, this next no. vote. Yeah. No, uh, but I, like I, I do wonder if really, I, I kind of feel like that Sammy and Gabler might hold Owen's fate in their hands, where Sammy and Gabler are in an interesting spot where there's four Vessi people, there's four Coco people. Uh, Sammy and Gabler, if they are, uh, you know, a pair. I mean, whatever side they kind of go with, uh, kind of, I mean, that will give at least six. And um, if they wanted to go after Owen, you know, uh, I'm sure they could call that shot. Or if they wanted to pick up Owen, uh, they could do that also. I I really think that it's going to, whether Owen stays or not, I think is going to come down to Sammy and Gabler. What do you think of that? I don't think they're, uh, you, you think Owen's in trouble? I think that if Sammy and Gabler want him out next, I think he will be out next. I don't think Sammy and Gabler will want him out next. I kind of think that they won't either. Cause why would, I mean, uh, if they're kind I of, think they're gonna, yeah, I think they're going to pick uh, someone from Coco. Okay. Who they should join Vessi Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Your traditional merge boot. Your traditional individual merge immunity, boot. Yeah. Your individual immunity beast. So Ryan kind of had a not so great episode. Uh, this uh, really kind of had has had uh, a little bit of a run of not so great episodes. Uh, there was also an EW uh, secret scene Ooh. of where uh, Ryan was just doing uh, too much at the merge. Everybody was sort of like Ooh. sitting back on the beach and they're watching him. There was like a tree where ba- that Baca used to dry their clothes on, like a piece of like driftwood, and. Uh, Ryan would like went out there and like cut it down, uh, I guess to get firewood. <laughs> and they're okay. like, "Oh, that was our our drying rack." Okay, yeah. um, stupid little things. Yeah, because they just felt like that he doesn't sit still. He's like a uh, you know just a maniac of like working all the mm-hmm. time. And uh, it, it is going to be interesting uh, that he is somebody who like it feels like he is not a strategic threat. Um, but he is a physical threat. Yeah. And, absolutely. you know, uh, will people consider him somebody to, you know, you go and get, get rid of one person in episode cycle. You said it about uh, Janine of like, are they going to waste a tribal council on Janine? Will they waste one on Ryan? Yes, they will. They will absolutely waste one on Ryan because if he keeps talking the way he's talking, he could be a liability. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty scary. And let me preface this by saying that I adore Ryan. How I think his not? story is so inspiring. I think he is just like he's a magnetic personality and I love watching him. I do think, however, he is your traditional merge boot or 
or episode after Merge Boot. And everyone has seen what he's capable of doing. You saw him hanging off of the net backwards to get Carla up. You know, he, he does all of that. He, he's a force, but he also has a mouth, right? He talks a lot and that's going to tell people, hey, this is somebody who, you know, if, he, if one day he wants to say my name, can I risk it? Yeah. No, Great. I think, you know. Karishma, once upon a time, uh, you once said the you you made you created an, an original phrase that you said uh, chaos is a ladder. Original, well, very yes. original. <laughs> and, but also, Karishma, Ryan is a ladder, and so <laughs> oh my God. is Ryan. Therefore, chaos. <laughs> Holy crap, Rob, that was genius. It's like, it's like A plus B equals C. Yeah, the transitive property. You nailed it. You nailed it. That's it. Yes. Ryan is chaos. (laughs) I mean, there you go. And what do you, what do you do? What do you do when chaos is injected into your survivor camp? Gotta get rid of it. Gotta get rid of it. Um, Krishman, did you watch House of the Dragon? I do watch House Dragon. I have not watched the finale yet. I haven't. Did had you a like it? Um, I liked it. I didn't love it like I love Game of Thrones. Well, yeah. except the end end of Game of Thrones, but still, mm-hmm. um, I like it enough. I have my issues with it. Okay, but I'm gonna watch it because it's in the Game of Thrones world, and yeah. it's in, you know, you have to. Um, I it's it, it's interesting. We'll see. There, I I have I have. This isn't a House of the Dragon podcast, so I won't go into it, but I have my issues with it. (laughs) We'll see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Let me ask you a question from one of our listeners. Uh, this is a great question from Xander Weiss, who wants to know, Karishma, do you feel a kinship with Carla since you both hurt your hand and received no assistance? Oh, my gosh. When that happened, I stood up and I just went like this at the screen because that poor girl, let me tell you, like, 
every most people would be like, ah, suck it up. You're on Survivor. Right. Yeah. But when you're actually in there and you have an injury, any kind of injury. okay, And you have like pain signals going to your brain. You're starving. You're in a, a high pressure situation. That poor girl was in the middle of a freaking challenge. Those pain signals interrupt your ability to like act in the way you're supposed to. Like you lose every like everything you built just shatters because there's pain signals, mm-hmm. right? And that poor girl had to use that hand to get herself up that wall. I mean, she's just like incredible because it, it probably took a lot of mental strength. Just don't even think about it. Just get up on the top of the wall and I'll deal with the pain after. And that takes mental strength. And I will give that to her. And I immediately felt a kinship with Carla. Yes. As soon as that happened. And I still have a scar to prove it. And I still can't feel this finger to prove it. You still can't feel it. No. I, it, so it, it nipped a, it nipped a tendon oh. or something in there. So right here, there's zero, zero feeling on the inside of this finger. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a left. It's okay. It's my left hand. I'm right-handed. Okay. So it doesn't really affect it's, much. I mean, but you could, I, it's, you don't, I do this. You could say I do that. This, it's not okay. Finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't feel this. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Krishma, that during the challenge, I believe Jeff was like, as this was all going down, he's like, Carla, she's got some blood going on. That's how you know you're on Survivor. Like, that shouldn't be how you know you're on Survivor. No, absolutely not. I felt so Carla, bad. bleeding profusely. That's what we like to see out here. But here's the thing. I bet you, I bet you that at some point he looked at her and was like, do you need a medic? Like, tell yeah. me right now, before I cheer you on for blood about bleeding, do you need a medic? And I bet you she, she and we heard her say it a couple of times, like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. And then he probably took that to be like, okay, I've got the green light. Um, but yeah, no, you should not be, I'm sorry, survivor. Yes. Be strong, be tough, whatever, but you should not be bleeding out or breaking fingers or whatever. But I hope I hope she's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, Carla seems pretty tough. Uh, she got through it, but uh, yeah. I guess that I guess you know they brought the fake blood in last season. I guess they like real blood. It's Halloween week, Karishma. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Anybody who uh, gets queasy at the sight of blood, don't watch the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, it's it's pain signals, right? It sucks. Anytime you have an injury, you step on a shell and stuff like that. It's 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 even it's just that much harder to remember the conversation you just had. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Do you have big plans for Halloween? Um, I will be dressing my child up and taking a whole bunch of goofy pictures with him, but I'm still kind of like hesitant on going to retreating because it's like he's six months old. It's obvious that it's just mom. Like, yeah, hey, like give me candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not hoping they're going to do that, but I'm going to dress him up for pictures. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. What's the yeah. costume? Uh, he's guacamole and I'm toast. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Or avocado. He's an avocado and I'm toast. Yeah. Okay. My husband's salt. Okay. He's like a salt shaker. He's a salt shaker. Mm-hmm. Okay. He agreed to wear a t shirt with a salt shaker on it. <laughs> okay. That's, look, that's something. Yeah. That's something. So we're avocado toast. That's all you need. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to rub salt in your fillies uh, right now. 
I mean, he just poked his head in, but five to zero, I I guess they're doing, they're doing something right. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. So we have an agreement in this house. We got a game tonight and a game tomorrow. Um, he's not here for the game tomorrow, but I get to wear like right now, my son's in a, um, in Astros pajamas, but tomorrow night he gets to wear his Phillies pajamas. So. Okay. All right. it should, yeah, it should be whoever wins that they should get the pajama day. Come on, Rob. I'm smarter than that. I'm not going <laughs> okay. to do that. Yeah, they are the lower seed. <laughs> I, okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer. I negotiate for a living. Come yeah, on. that is smart. Okay. All right. Uh, let's uh, then uh, talk a little bit about the idea of earning the merge. I got a couple questions about this. Uh, mm-hmm. This is from uh, Micah, who says, my question for Karishma is, does she like the earn the merge twist in the new era, even without the hourglass? I still don't know how I feel about it. I don't get it. What, what do they what do they have to do to earn it? Yeah, I hear right? you. I hear you. Uh, it's like even the puzzle was like, you have to earn every stage of this game. Like, uh, I mean, I like the concept that only half the people are, are, are yes. vulnerable. I like that because there's just so many people at the merge. It's so much scrambling. It's so much uncertainty. You end up just all confusing. Yeah. Confusion. And the decision ends up being whatever, like, name you heard last. Right. So I like that there's only six people vulnerable. That aspect is great. But earning. The merge, what did they have to do to earn it? I don't understand. The only thing that I'll say that's good about the idea of earning the merge, and I I like the twist, so I don't want to say the only thing, but the thing that I think is good about the earning the merge part of it is that when I was going back through the episode, it was easier to remember who was safe and who wasn't by who had a buff on. (laughs) So you could see all the buff people and like, okay, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. And then the not buff people all did not. So I, so that's the one thing that like from a visual perspective, I think does help it. The idea of her, but I I feel that the branding is bad. They should call it something else of earning. You got to earn it. Like it's such a meritocracy. Absolutely. It's like shirts and skins, right? You have to tell them Bart, but no um, free rides here. I mean, they have to come up with something that actually has some semblance of reason um earning it like uh, it's not earning the merge you're earning safety Mm -hmm. yeah you're earning you're earning immunity yeah like i really feel like that they could like create the branding around it to make it be more exciting almost like like it's like oh it's double eviction night baby if it's like all right we this is like this is a super exciting episode of survivor half the players are safe but half of them won't but half of them won't be and it's all happening in one day like i think that they could like really play into just sort of like the march madness like sort of like a lot of exciting stuff is happening in a short amount of time as opposed to oh you're gonna earn the merge they're not earning their merge they're earning their shield they're Mm -hmm. earning their armor they're earning you know or like earn your pen that you get to write a name down like but like earning the merge no no matter what if you if you're not the one voted out you're getting your buff so you didn't earn you didn't earn it all all you did was show up Mm -hmm. yeah and not get voted out Mm -hmm. we're not just letting anybody into the third grade you gotta earn it (laughs) it doesn't don't get left behind So in order for me to get into third grade, I just show up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, <laughs> just show up on the first day of school. You've earned it. Okay. There you go. Okay. There you go. 
All right. Then Bobby Hall, who always has great questions, uh, says, as far as Survivor, I agree. Earn the Merge feels a bit wonky. Is this an opportunity to utilize an edge of extinction type challenge like the log gathering? Everyone admitted it was really hard. And I think endurance challenges are enhanced by uncertainty. First six to seven people uh, to gather X amount of logs or save last six to finish are going to have to earn the merge, something like that. People who feel like they're in danger can push and maybe people who want to be more uh, middle can pace themselves. Maybe you can gather logs for other players. Okay. Krishma, would it be better, and it doesn't have to be exactly what Bobby is talking about from uh, Survivor Winners at War, but do you, should it be a individual immunity challenge instead of a team challenge where the first six people to finish uh, whatever the challenge is will be the immune players? Well, that could go either way, depending on what the challenge is, right? That could skew favor to all the people who have quote unquote that kind of strength so you know unfortunately there may be some people who have a little bit less endurance who would automatically just know that they're not going to win that and that they're not going to be safe so why would they even bother type Mm -hmm. of a scenario so concept is good and i like the concept a little bit later on when you know people better and you know a little bit more about who's on the chopping block when yes did they score again no it's five three it's five three oh, okay, okay. Go okay five three okay okay yes. i'll take it um but at this juncture where everyone's still a stranger i think something like an individual challenge might um in order to like earn the merge or earn safety it may be it it, it, it may be a little bias if that's the right word yeah I guess part of the thing that I do like about it is that I feel like that the people who are most likely to get picked off at the merge are typically the players who are good at the challenges. So it kind of like gives them an advantage, but they've had an advantage the whole pre-merge. So, you know, um, being good at the challenges, your advantage, come on, being good at challenges is your advantage. Mm -hmm. So how'd you feel about Noelle getting the chance instead of going to go and get a power, she just gets to pick which uh, team she wants to be on. Did you like that? Yeah, I think they had to do that because it was an uneven number, you Mm -hmm. know, and just figured that was the easiest way to sort of handle an uneven number. And it's fine. I mean, I I don't, I don't think it had it. I don't think it changed the game. I don't think it affected the game. I don't think it affected her game at all. I think it was just a a way to even it out. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's it. All right. Let me play a voicemail that we have for you from Terry on this subject. Hi, Robin Karishma. Love you both. My name is Terry and I'm from California. And my question is about the merge. So on Know It Alls, you guys were talking about earning the merge, earning the merge. I don't even think they earn the merge. I think they're already <laughs> in the merge because they go to a tribal council where everybody votes for one person. Yeah. Like, shouldn't it be earning the jury instead or something? All right. What do you guys think? Okay. What do you think about earn the jury? Is that is that better? Yeah, earn your spot on the jury, right? Because Ellie's not on the jury, but the next that's it. Jury starts now, right? Mm Hmm. But I mean, that's even that's even kind of questionable because if you're working towards earning something, you want that thing. And if you're playing Survivor, you don't want to I be get on the jury. it. You want to be on the jury, but you don't. Okay. You want to win. <laughs> Krishma, maybe Catherine has the best idea of all. Catherine says, you're earning the merge feast. How about that? Okay. Yeah. 
You yeah, you you are playing here sense. today. You're gonna earn the merge feast. You're gonna you're gonna go and you're gonna go have a a delicious yes. feast. And uh, sometimes maybe uh, it might be from the Applebee's. I love Applebee's. Uh, no Applebee's uh, this season. I know they probably didn't get through the contract negotiations fast enough. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah, but but then like Jeff would be like, you're going to the merch feast. You're gonna have chicken, potatoes, and best <laughs> of all for dessert, you're getting your buffs. Everybody else, <laughs> you'll get it if you're here tomorrow. I I feel so I feel so sorry for those people who didn't get a merge feast. I get it, like merge is like a really big milestone, but that merge feast is also such a big milestone, mm -hmm. and they just don't get to partake in it, and they don't get that food. And one side of me feels really sorry for them. The other side is like it's only day thirteen, like mm -hmm. you only have to make it thirteen more days. So you know it, it is what it is. Uh, but that yeah, like reason reasoning wise that makes more sense earning you earn your food but then then again then what's the difference between it that and a reward challenge yeah i mean there's no difference i mean you, you're gonna get a buff also when you get there same so that's, thing that's, so yeah the earning the merge there's no such thing as earning the merge there was you there's no difference whatsoever like mm -hmm. nobody nobody earned anything it was just whether you could eat or not and whether you were safe or not and that's it those are the only two differences right yep all right Krishma, we have another voicemail for you from another one of our amazing listeners to the podcast. Krishma, this is your Survivor 42 compadre, Obi. I just wanted to say hello and that I love you so much. And congratulations on baby Jeeve. You're killing it. I also wanted to say how much your presence on Survivor 39 made on Indians around the world. We loved seeing our first representative. And uh, I still remember where I was when I first found out about your being cast. I was at the gym, which is not a place I'm commonly at. However, I was super pumped. And I wanted wow. to know from you, how did it feel to be the first Indian? Um, and to share that with everybody, because it is so special. And what challenges you may have faced or... On the flip side, what advantages you may have drawn upon from your culture? Take care. Love you. Hope you're well. Okay. What a nice question from Omer. First of all, could you love him anymore? Yeah. I don't think so. He is such a wonderful, wonderful human being. I am so thankful to be able to call him a friend. Um, and it, One of the it, nicest guys ever. One of the nicest guys ever. But Although he's also, very mean to Chappelle. I don't really understand that. <laughs> also, here's the thing, though. An immediate kinship, right? Because, yeah. you know, I was the first Indian to play Survivor. And then we had, um, this year we had him, he's a Sri Lankan representation of that part of the world. And then, boom, suddenly we had a season with both Omer and Swathi. And it was just mind-blowing to me that one cast of survivor could have two indian people i mean it i like to think that a lot more indian people started applying after they saw me on there yeah so to answer his question like i'd like that that's where i i you know i, I draw the most sort of satisfaction or happiness from is that indian people are thinking okay you know 
this isn't just a bunch of white people in their underwear running around on the beach anymore. This is, you know, especially since the movement for more diversity mm-hmm. um, on, on, on all levels, not just with Indian people. Um, it's just, it's cool. And I don't know what the numbers are and what the statistics are, but I like to think there's a lot more Indian people applying now. And I think that's really, really, really cool. I mean, watching somebody who looks like you on TV is, I can't like describe that feeling. And for such a long time, gosh, ever since like that Indian guy was on The Apprentice that many years ago, anytime there's an Indian person on something on TV, it, it's like a big deal in our community historically. Yeah. Like, it's always been a big deal in our community. And I love that there's so much more representation. And now there's like a token Indian person in like so many great TV shows. And I love it. I mean, we love it. I love it. Krishma, you know, it's interesting that when you talked about uh, getting on the bus and meeting your cast, you were the first, but you were also looking for another Indian person. Yeah, but I look for other Indian people like everywhere I go. Yeah. (laughs) So you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's an immediate kinship. It's an immediate connection. It's somebody who, you know, may share some values with you, who may share a similar upbringing with you, who may understand you and kind of just get you without you know, you having to break down too many walls, um, you know, so that's, that's kind of where I come from, you know, it's such a hard thing to describe, but you know, it would have been cool my season, but yeah. wasn't so lucky my season, but I'm glad that we're seeing a lot more of the representation all on all, on, on all fronts, not just Indian people. Yeah, sure. Now, did you feel like uh, that there was anything that, you know, was unique to uh, your game in particular to being the first uh, Indian person to play that, uh, like Omer had said, was there any uh, sort of uh, either stereotypes that you faced or advantages that you felt like you had? Um, you know, I I don't think with respect to my game per se. I think more like maybe with respect to my comfort levels. Yeah. Um, and you talked about that on the show. Yeah. A little bit more of my comfort levels. Um, just, you know, all the way down to even like how to be dressed type of a thing, you know? Um, but besides that, I think when it came time for game, I don't, I I don't think it really affected game. I think there was, there were things beyond uh, me being Indian that were factors in my game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again, Omer, for uh, a thank great you, question. Omi. Okay. Let me bring in another voicemail that I have for you. Uh, this is from one of our listeners. Victoria wants uh, to ask you about uh, some feelings from the season. Hi, Rob. It's Victoria from Baltimore. Here is my one voicemail per season. Oh, I was curious what you guys thought about the overall vibe of this season. I'm getting a little bit of a mix of some new school survivor and old school survivor. New school and that there's a ton of advantages and no one can keep them a secret. And old school with there's some kind of goofy players like Gabler. There's some kind of wackadoo players making weird kind of alliance statements like Ryan and even kind of sloppy gameplay from Ellie. I'm curious what you guys think. Anyway, I'll see you next week in D.C. Oh, Bye. okay. 
Christian, we have a big show coming up. Washington, D.C. We're going to be at the National Press Club on wow. uh, Wednesday night. Sold out show. Wow, that's going to be so much fun. You know, before I was on Survivor, it was always a goal of mine to get to one of your live know-it-alls. Mm-hmm. And I still have not made it, but it still remains on a bucket list for me. Yes. Well, you were recently uh, out with Bryson Wen, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We finally got a watch party in Houston. It mm-hmm. was so much fun. It was Bryce. It was so many people were there. And I heard it was, it was so great. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was, a lo- it was a lot more survivors than I had thought. I thought it was going to be like five or six of us, but it was like 15 of us. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I had such a fantastic time and I don't want to like, you know, there was, there were some people who, um, were, you know, the stars of that night. I'll just leave it at that. And it was mm-hmm. awesome meeting them too. Okay. All right. So, uh, Krishma, what about the, are, are you feeling at all that the vibe of the season is uh, more old school or, or old school meets new school? Um, to the extent that there's no theme, perhaps so. Um, I still do not. I think it's still more new school. Um, I think the only thing that kind of would lead it, make it feel more old school to me would be just that there's no real theme. They're kind of just let, um, left to play. But, um, you know, I, I don't, and here's another thing about this season. I'm thinking I don't have a stronghold on actual cemented alliances. Yeah. I know we were talking about Vessi, but do we really know whether the four Vessi are that strong? wrong you know what i mean we know the four coco are but aren't Mm -hmm. we know baka isn't but now maybe are the three we you know what i mean like there's i the the feeling i guess the question she's asking is like what vibe are you getting from the season Uh, to put old school versus new season aside but like the vibe i'm getting is that the players are all like this I don't have like, like, like this, spider this, hands. This. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very fluid. Fluid. I yeah. feel each individual player is still very fluid. And when you played, did you feel like that the game was fluid or do you feel like that things were like very solidified, especially in the pre-merch? Um, I kind of felt, I felt like it was more solidified than I feel 43 is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were just I, we, you know, we had some real, real loyal people, um, in our season. Yeah. And I think that we had some bigger alliances that were, you know, unwilling to sort of move off of each other. I feel like that, you know, the, the real solid alliances, I feel like we're all on like the other tribe, like the, like Lauren and Tommy side of things. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like your tribe, uh, might have been more fluid, but did, but was it more locked in than I realized? Yeah. After the merge, um, uh, Jamal, Janet, Kelly, mm-hmm. um, and I'll be honest, me, we're pretty tight. Yeah. Um, meaning I was going to vote with them. Um, Nora always a wild card, but as mm-hmm. far as always. I understood, it was also tight at that juncture. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like just the Lauren and Tommy's 
uh, connection with the other side was was over was underestimated. I think there was there was a lot too much confidence on Lauren and Tommy returning to Vokai. Um, and I think that's what happened. And so there were, you know, solid, but these two, they, they, they were solid over there not over here. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I chose the wrong side. Uh, Karishma, another person from Philly, uh, says hello. Uh, Lindsay hi. Carmine says, hi, Robin Krishma. Hashtag go Phil's. Yay! Go Phils! Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. God, I hate that P word, paranoid. <laughs> I think I say Phillies. No, Phillies I love. The yeah. word paranoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible word. Okay. Uh, Connor, hi, hello, wants to ask you, was not playing the idol for Ellie the correct course of action for Janine? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think... I mean, I don't think there's any question about it. She, with this many players, it's being, it's an individual game now. Everything, like I said, is so fluid. Um, her playing the idol for Ellie would just shift the target to her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's going to be so interesting to see what she does uh, from here. Uh, and, and just how much do people... Um, worry about her i know you said that they're not going to waste a vote on her will she just go unchecked for a while now like we saw with xander in season 41 or do you feel like that um she's not gonna go that far out of people's minds i think she's savvy enough to go under the radar now Mm -hmm. i do i think she knows that that there's potential for things to blow up in her face and she's just going to go, she's going to go under a radar as she should. And I think that she'll, I, I, I mean, I would hope she goes, she goes farther that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. Uh, just really interesting to see how she plays this. Uh, Cause she's kind of on the bottom. Uh, and so like, I kind of wonder like whatever side, uh, like if, if we see like some sort of like Coco versus Vessi at some point, you would think, one side is going to pick up Sammy and Gabler. Like, and I suspect that they're with Vessi. Does Coco pick up Janine? Like, uh, could well, we see like, is, a, like this, like a divorce that's happening? Is Janine, what, what, so she's the bottom of Baca. Yeah. Okay. She's the bottom of Baca. So Janine's free agent. Yeah. We have four people over here. We have four people over here. I mean, she's a free agent. Yeah. And so you is Owen too. Free agent. You you don't vote the free agent out. You um recruit the free agent. Yeah. I mean, Krishma, we could be potentially heading into like a six-six uh split here. I mean, if Owen and Janine end up working together, um, yeah. I think that there is a possibility that that could happen. They both voted with Ellie. Ellie is gone um, that, you know, Sammy and Gabler did betray Owen. And so it's possible that those two from Baca, they could be like a package deal also. And two could go with Vessi and two could go with Coco. We could have six, six this week. That would be wild. That mm-hmm. would be wild. I hope, I hope we don't get another live, like massively live tribal, but I think we, the next tribal, I think it may end up being a live tribal. I think we may have, we may have some with some of that that traditional, um, you know, hooting and hollering, whispering, and all that good stuff yep. happening. But I have a question for you: What did Sammy and Gabler betray Owen? 
Did I miss that? I, well, I think that they did because only Owen voted with um, the w- voted with Ellie and Janine. He was one of the votes for James. So could Sammy, that have just been a backup vote? Could that could that have just been a backup just in case uh, um, um, Janine played her idol for Ellie? Well, I, I think that there were other people also uh, working on that. Uh, we saw where Carla. Carla put a vote on Owen. Uh, maybe I, I guess it's possible that you make a good point. Uh, if Owen got wind somehow that Carla was going to put a vote on Owen, maybe Owen might say, "Okay, well, if they play the idol on Ellie, I, I don't want the one Ellie. vote to be on me, so I'm going to put the vote." on James. Stack it on the second. Or, Stack or, it on the insurance. Yeah, and, and that would have been, I think, two votes for James, but I guess maybe if if maybe he felt like, oh, what if Ellie plays her shot in the dark and she gets that and then that would be only the only one vote uh, because mm-hmm. it was one vote on Ellie, one vote on Owen, one vote on Carla, and one, I'm sorry, one vote on one vote. It was James, Cassidy, Owen, and Ellie. Those were the four people that got votes. So it that's possible. I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense for him to do that. Um, and here's the thing, like anytime there's a plan for a vote, there's always a plan for an idol. Yeah. I, I will say though, I, I, I do believe that like the Occam's razor, like sim- simplest possible explanation is that Owen didn't know Sammy and Gabler were going to vote Which- with, w- vote with Vessi and that, and, and I believe in my exit interview with Ellie that I asked her, what did you think the plan was uh, from her perspective? And she and Janine were both under the impression that Baca was going to stick together on that vote and vote for James. And okay. considering Owen voted for James, mm-hmm. I, I I believe that he uh, did not know. I, I think that Sam and Gabler felt like, oh, he might tell the women. So we can't tell him. Yeah, no, it's possible. And we'll find out. I mean, we'll certainly find out. You know? I'm sure the episode is going to start. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the first person to talk in the episode of After Tribal. Like, wow, I didn't know Gabler, Gabler and yeah. Sammy really screwed us last night. But I really like Owen. And What's I don't not to see like? Him in, I don't, I don't want to see him in danger. I like him. So I, I'm worried about him for uh, the reason. Longevity? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just worried about uh, that. You know, if Sammy and Gabler uh, like have already like, like popped a hole in Baca and Janine has an idol and Owen is somebody who looks like he could win a challenge. You know, we talked about this of like the traditional merge boots. Then I am worried about Owen going into this next vote. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that. So I hope that this next individual challenge has like a good puzzle element. So Owen has a shot at winning it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm hoping for some unique challenges. I miss that's what I miss from old school survivor. I miss unique challenges instead of just your traditional obstacle courses and walls and nets. I'd like, I, I want to see some, some different skills being tested. What's your favorite challenge of all time? Yes. Um, you know, oh God, favorite challenges are hard, but so this may not be a favorite, but this is the one I, I always remember and I think of and bear with me because I just don't even remember what season it was from or anything. But like there's a couple. Um, there's a trivia where Jeff tells a story and oh, you have yeah. to remember stuff. Right. Yep. 
Was that was that you? No, um, I I actually did not have that one uh, okay. in, in my season. Did Fishback has that one. Stephen did. Stephen uh, Stephen okay. famously won that challenge. It was at nighttime that he has the great. He had to moment. go like the round things out out he, in the jungle. He, he has the great moment with Abby Maria where um like she copies him and then he realized actually it's this one like uh like, yeah. mm-hmm. I liked that challenge. I thought that was unique. Right. I thought it was different. I like the ones where you have to go and like um, if you win or you get something right, you get to go chop somebody's yep. coconut chop. Yep. Stuff. Yeah, I like those. Um, you know, I, I like those kind of unique, unique challenges. I like the ones that test different skills and not just test a skill, but also have a secondary element of like strategy involved. I like those. There's a lot of, a lot of obstacle horses. Let's just put it that way. A lot of obstacle horses. And you know, didn't we have a wall already this season? Is this the second wall? I don't know. But they said this was the steepest wall they've ever done. I mean, how many walls are you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you get to the top of the wall and you do a puzzle. I get it. That's Survivor. That's traditional Survivor. I get it. You have to have a certain amount of those. But inject some, like, cool new stuff. And and this is, um, you know, John, this is, this is Karoffer, you know, not to belittle what he does. He has, you know, a big job, but they've, they've got the ammo to, to, to pull some new, and that's a way to change Survivor a little bit. If they're looking for new era of Survivor, big changes. That's an opportunity of a way to change is change up the challenges a little bit. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Karishma, I want to ask you what you think about the beware advantages uh, that we've seen uh, so far this season. Uh, we saw everybody had to get the beads. Uh, everybody was able to accomplish that mission. Did you like that? Yes. See, that was something different. Something what different. I don't like is sort of the aftermath now where after the merge, duh, everybody's going to spill the beans, right? Yeah. Okay. And spill the beads also. Spill the beads, right? Okay. I don't like that. That seems like kind of not very well thought out, but that's exactly what I was talking about just now of like unique challenges, something different, something that injects a new social or psychological element or tests a different skill. This is your skill of being sly. 
And I like that. Yeah. That was cool. I really wish that they would have done two other versions of the Beware Advantage that would not yeah. have been exactly that. And and then I think it would have been yeah. fun to see them piece together. Sure, they're talking about like, oh, where Noel is like, oh, Cody, this guy, he puts beads on hats. And like, oh, beads. Uh, but what if it was like, yeah, like, uh, you know, Cody, like he woke us up all in the middle of the night to give us high fives once. I'm like, could that be, could that be how he got an idol? Like, right? it would be, like if, if everybody do something like unusual, uh, and then they had to like that. piece together, like, um, like, okay. So was, so is Cody just like an odd guy or like, did he do something specifically to activate an idol? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's what it should have been. Or maybe they did it on purpose so that, let the beads out of the bag at the merge. Well, yeah, I, I do agree that. Yeah, I think they like that uh, when everybody knows uh, what's going on because they who keep putting it? knowledge is power into the game for a reason. Um, Was it Carla who has it on Coco? Carla has it. Yes. Carla's screwed. Yes. I love Carla. Okay. But I think she's screwed. Great. Well, that's a great segue into this question from Mikey, who says, how will or should Carla act when people start to wonder about the beads beware advantage from the Coco side? lay just lay down and take it yes i've got it mm -hmm. yeah i got it of course i'm not going to offer offer that information but yeah i've got it no big deal here's here it is here, i got that she can absolutely there's no way out of it there's no way out of it mm -hmm. yeah there really isn't she can't lie and be like i didn't get all the beads because there's three other people there you know to tell it's going to be true it's going to be tricky Okay. It's going to be very tricky. It's All right. going to be very, very tricky. I wanted to talk about something that you said you don't like to talk about the preview. Do you mind if we talk about something from the preview for next week? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Here is a question from uh, D. Dinush, who wants to ask, from the preview, do you think the advantage hidden in camp will be the infamous knowledge is power? We saw in the preview, there is going to be a new power uh, that is going to go into the game. Uh, it looks like it is hidden under the shelter. Okay. We don't know who is going to be the person who gets it, but there is going to be something. Is it going to be an idol? Could it be the knowledge is power? Aren't we like O for three on knowledge is power so far? I think knowledge is power is a, is a, a snooze fest. Okay. Um, I think another thing, I do think that this is a chatty, a rather chatty cast. I think that they the knowledge is power would could only work if somebody is just absolutely mum about it. And here's the thing, everybody knows where the idols are. So if you the knowledge is power is just basically steal an idol. I, I don't yeah. I mean and I guess you could just do that. And then, and then you could do the same thing. Everyone who has an idol now has to give it to somebody else. I don't know. Kind yeah. of over it. I hope it's not. I hope it's something different. I really do. I hope it's something completely different. But yeah, it seems like timing wise in the season that it could, it could be an injection of knowledge is power. I'm just trying to think of what we haven't seen yet. You know, we got our vote steal. We um, had got knowledge is power. We have all the idols. Um, yeah, I, I guess that are we still doing the idol nullifier? The possibly dreaded nullifier, idol nullifier? Possibly a, possibly a menu 
mm-hmm. of some sort. I don't know. There used to be menus. Yeah, I'm trying um, to remember if the Idle Nullifier came back in, in in the new era or did it get retired after Parvati got one I, in season 40. I like Idle Nullifier at this point in the game. I don't mind the Nullifier right now. And there's why I don't mind it. Because I think it helps counter the effect of like everyone knowing where all the idols are. Well, all right. Everyone knows where the idols are, but there's a nullifier out there. Ah, uh, yes. So you, you gonna play it for yourself. You're going to play it for someone else. You want to keep it mom who you're playing it for. Um, yeah. And, the and ch- then got two people with idols is a nullifier. Yeah. Any idol played on this person is null, right? right. Not and the chat idol. is uh, reminding me, Omer did have one. It was not in the episodes, but Omer talked about it, it in, in his exit interview. I'm getting uh, yes, did. like idiot, idiot. You Omer had one. And you know what? I think that they may be salivating for the nullifier to be relevant because they kind of because your friend tank. Carl used it uh, famously. Bing, bing. Um, and then it it it, it didn't work out. Um to even show it in the episode. Mm-hmm. So they're probably like salivating for it to work out. And now at this juncture where who has an idol is because the beads is just common knowledge, putting a nullifier in there more likely than not, it'll become relevant. Okay. Here's another question uh, for you. Uh, this is from Karen QB uh, says, I find it interesting that many people this season are vocalizing that other players are their best friends, sister, etc. Is it necessary to still hide how close your relationships are? Yeah. It's Survivor. Mm -hmm. I mean, duos need to be broken up. You know, pairs need to be broken up. People who are close to each other, that's always a liability if you're not, if, if somebody is closer to somebody else than you, Mm-hmm. You have to, you got to eliminate that. So, yeah, I think it's a, to answer a question. Yeah, I think it's it's really important to hide how close you are with somebody. It's, it's like knowledge is power. The knowledge of loyalty is power. For sure. Uh, the knowledge. Oh, is- another question about nullifier. Yes, go for it. So say somebody plays an idol. And then there's a nullifier, right? That means it's on that person. That means that that idol is no longer. Can another person play their idol for that person? So, okay. So let's just talk this through. Okay. So let's say, uh, uh, Sammy has the idol nullifier and he Mm -hmm. plays, uh, the idol on Janine, right? But Janine has played the idol for Ellie. No, no, no. Like, um, say Janine plays an idol for herself. Yes. And Sammy has played his nullifier on Janine. Yes. But then Jesse stands up and plays his idol for Janine. Um, yeah, I, I would have to think that one idol nullifier only nullifies one idol, not all idols. Right. I I think so. Yeah. Just curious. But I think that I don't know if you can then replay, like go over the top and then yeah. after like the, you, you ever, you played your idol. I play, I'm playing my idol for Karishma tonight, Jeff. Like, all right, 
well, let's go and like uh, and like uh, let's open the votes. It's like first vote. Oh, like, uh, oh I don't know. Fire. Like, I don't think Jesse can stand up and say, like, hold on. I want to play an idol. It's almost like if, mm-hmm. if, if like you, you at the point, it's like, all right, that's seven votes. Karishma, you can't stay up, stand up and say, like, hold on. Right. I'm more play this title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the nullifiers in the urn. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that once the thing, the top opens, I think that's it. You, like uh, the action has closed. You got to earn your nullifier. Yes, okay. yes. Front, the urn, uh, the, the urn prevents you from earning it. Okay. Got it. All right. This is a question I got emailed to me by one of our listeners, Kyle. Okay. And Kyle writes in and says, Rob, as your behavioral scientist patron. I have yet another little insight for for you. The journal article linked below from some of my colleagues that I work with shows a bit about being accused of something and responding with anger. Okay. Uh, And this is a link to an article from the Sage Journals that uh, is called Anger Dams the Innocent. Okay. And it's a study. And What Kyle says is that it turns out when you respond with anger, people perceive you as being guilty, even though, as your astute intuition has stated, responding with anger is often more indicative of innocence. Thought this was a cool bit of behavioral science that you might appreciate. After all, Ellie isn't the first to respond this way. It happens all the time. So, um... I have said, you know, when Josh Wiggler and I went back into the evolution of strategy, I almost said, I have often said, and you are uh, a veteran mafia player, a veteran of the Black Widow Brigade, uh, played a lot of strategic, uh, social strategic games, that the person who responds to an accusation with anger, that they often um, are perceived as being looking more sus. Yeah, I love that word, sus. Yeah, the more defensive you are, the more you're pushing people away. Um, Absolutely. I think, unfortunately, that's what happened with Ellie, right? Um, She got word. What's the score? What are Mm -hmm. you in here? Five, five? Uh Uh-oh. We may have to to wrap this up quicker. Um, (laughs) So you (laughs) want to be there for to, to, to celebrate the win? I mean, yes, I guess so. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, Ellie, she just she responded with anger. Right. And I just it was unfortunate because that response just pushed Gabler even farther. And that response may have even been the exact reason that it pushed Sammy away as well um it's hard though because she felt you know betrayed even though she was guilty right she she did do the deed Mm -hmm. but she felt betrayed because he threw her name out there as she should have as she should have and it's human nature it's human nature to get angry it's human nature to become upset and maybe confrontational when something you never imagined would happen happened so it's just unfortunate, but um, in Survivor, man, you're supposed to do so many things that are just virtually impossible. <laughs> yeah, I really uh, felt badly for Ellie here because, look, yes, they went through his bag. Yes, they did come up with plans to try to vote him out, maybe with his idol. But in this instance, she was like where 
he was saying like, uh, you were throwing, you were throwing me under the bus. He, he said, and she's like, no, I wasn't. I didn't do that. Uh, and she wasn't trying to get him voted out now. Um, like, I think she, uh, really felt like, well, like, why are you doing this? You're screwing everything up. Like, I think she was mad. Yeah, she was actually, she was angry. And the truth is the, the real truth is, I mean, there's just, the, the relationship between Gabler and Ellie was just gone. It was, yeah. you know, non-existent. And they were, if, if not now, they would have been against each other later. Yep. You know, the trust just wasn't there. Trust wasn't there. Yeah. I do want to talk about, as, as we're talking about Gabler here a little bit, uh, I want to show you something that <laughs> came up. Uh, we love when CBS uh, is uh, creating original memes out of Survivor. This is one, not from Survivor, okay? This is from the at CBS 1.2 million Twitter followers uh, posted this meme today. Uh, Karishma, are you ready for this? They're posting memes now? Yes. Uh, the meme says, you just this got new? Gablered. This is new. This is new. Yeah. How long have they been doing this? I don't know. This is the first in ages. The, the, the first time ever. Okay. Uh, you just Are they got, trying, trying to make it a thing, trying to make Gabler a thing. You just got Gablerd. And then uh, well, they say, if you know, you know, hashtag survivor. I guess they want people to watch Survivor so they can know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> marketing i mean it's good marketing he is, he is a magnetic player as well i mean he's fun to watch mm -hmm. um it's like stop trying, to make fetch, stop trying to make fetch happen it's like they're trying to make gablerd happen you just you got gablerd <laughs> yeah well i mean what how do you get gablerd when gablerd uh tells people he wants you out and then you go out i mean when you betray gabler and gabler wants to vote you out mm -hmm. you just yeah, got kind of weird gablerd what would it mean if you got charisma? Uh, you got to go to dinner at Applebee's with me. <laughs> oh, that would that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just there you, you go. just got gablered, everybody. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and this photo is a, a classic too. Uh, that he it's looks fantastic. like a garden gnome. It's a great, yeah. It's a great photo of him. Lumberjack gnome, gabler in all mm -hmm. his glory. I Call me crazy. I think Gabler's got longevity. Yeah. How far? What's the upside for Gabler? I think upside, I think six seven. Six seven. Six, seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, so right there, not all the way. But right there. I, see, I think I, I think he can do it. Well, Karishma, my question would be then if he's that close, why do people vote him out? Isn't Gabler somebody that you would want to have sitting there in the final three? I mean, because sometimes you have these seasons where somebody starts to get close and then the players start to fall over themselves of who's going to be the person we're not going to vote him out because so we want him in the final three. Well, I'm not saying Gabler's a goat by any means. And I first am. Of all, I hate that term goat. I don't, I don't consider Gabler a goat. I think Gabler, I think Gabler, um, has game in him. I think he's got longevity ability to win challenges. I think Gabler could, um, I think he could certainly be in an alliance or maybe on the outside of alliance, but still kept in, make it to a certain point 
I think, I think, I mean, I don't consider him a goat at all. And you know what? He's got a story. He's a father. He talks about his children. He, you know, made it on the show. He's a bit older. I mean, I think he's not one of those people that's like, oh, if he's at the final three, he has no shot. No, I think he's got a shot. I, with all due respect to Gabler, um, and I know you don't care for the term goat. I do not see Gabler as a viable. I I could see him yeah. sitting in that, those that those final three seats, but I think that under the scrutiny of the final tribal council questioning, you know, uh, we've seen you know Erica do a good job. We've seen Marianne do a masterful job of sort mm-hmm. of like being able to articulate their story and. Mm-hmm. As far as like uh like being a person who's go- like able to like explain like why he should be the winner of the game, this is the same man who said, you know, I threw Ellie's name out there because I wanted Ellie's name out there. Um, he, <laughs> yes. this, this man has put a palm frond on sleeping people. Uh, to, oh, to keep them but warm. wasn't that sweet though? He probably saw them shivering. <laughs> yes, it was. And it, then it, people like, just use anything they can against him. He probably just saw them shivering. It was sweet. He's a great family man, no doubt. I, I just suspect that. You know, somebody who will, you know, the person that sits next to him will probably be seen more. One of the other people will be seen more as somebody who is like driving and he's more of somebody who's been a passenger. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. He he might pull one or two really big moves and that you just got gablered again. Yeah, you just just got gablered. You never know. It's yet to be seen. Okay. Krishmo. Anything else around Survivor 43 that you want to talk about before you get back to the fighting fills? I think uh, my husband's so superstitious. He just went into the bathroom with another jersey. So I think he's switching jerseys out of superstition to see if maybe that might change the tides of the game. Mm, (laughs) That's going on right now. So um, about 43, gosh, I first, um, I'm just, happy to see survivor on my tv screen again i'll be honest mm-hmm. um we we had that that year of covid without it and it, it, i was missing it um i'm really digging the cast i want to see um i want to see carla yeah i want to see more carla i really like i really like her i think there's stuff simmering there and i want to see more of her um jesse I think is my winner pick. And if people sort of start to catch on, he could be in trouble. Um, you know who my winner pick was? Who? It was Ellie. Oh, I'm no. Out. I'm out. That Karishma, that basically uh, it was going to be a toss up, which is, which was going to end first for me, my survivor winner pick season or my fantasy football season. I was about to say, about to say you're playing, you're playing pretty much equal. Been a rough equal, fall. Equal on both. Yeah. Um, kind of rough, but yeah, no, it, who knows, you know, gosh, one of them could be out next week, but I kind of, I'm kind of thinking, gosh, it could be like a Carla Gabler, Jesse final three. Wow. Okay. Oh, that'd be interesting. somebody from each of the tribes. Putting it Baca out there. Vesi, Coco. Um, Krishma, did you see my new team name in our fantasy football league? Is it something to do with Portua? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. My new team name uh, is a representative of my record as uh, that I am officially now team Tua and five. 
Oh no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I'm thinking I might change my name. My my uh, fantasy football name is Hungry Dogs Run Faster. You know where that's from? No. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, uh, Jason Kelsey dressed as a mummer gave a speech with with his voice lost and all of his Bud Light yeah. glory because we love him. He is like the mascot of our city. And he dressed as a mummer and he was given a speech and he's like, we're always the underdogs. We're always the underdogs. And, 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 you know, the thing about being, the thing about being an underdog is the hungry dogs run faster. And, and, you know, it just erupted. And we've got like coffee mugs now with that, that written on it. So that's, that's my team name. Hungry dogs run faster. How about them? How about them Eagles? Mm-hmm. That's one. Yeah. Philly special. Sure. How about them Eagles this year? They're yep. looking good. Undefeated. But yeah, um, I wish you the best of luck in fantasy. Thank you. I need a miracle. I need to really turn things around. I, I need I need a few people to get gay blurred. <laughs> My team. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that to be polite. Um, we need to beat James Lim, who is undefeated right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is all happening and in the Rotten Coconuts Survivor Fantasy Football League. Follow- Follow the rotten coke and follow Dominic Abate, our commissioner, a go go. Yes, our our, <laughs> our fearless leader. Um, now, Grishma, you know I've been trying to get out to Applebee's uh, recently. I keep seeing that they've got uh, like uh, late night apps, uh, like half price apps after nine. Food. It's like here, give us one dollar and we'll give you all the food that you want. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't been there in a while. I haven't been there in a hot minute, but they're double crunch wings. If they're still on the menu, yes. they're delicious. Have you been able to get out and still uh, go and have dinners uh, since you've been a mom? I, um, and, and please I answer, have, as a mom, practice <laughs> for Survivor. I, I have, as a mom, it is a lot of work to get your child ready to get the the diaper bag packed up to get them in the car seat it, it's just, it's like a checklist one after the oh, other sure. just to get to a restaurant yeah. and then by the time you get all that done you're just way 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 too exhausted to even go so there's just no point so yeah i don't even buy i don't even bother we just order doordash at home wait until he's a little bit easier i have a little bit of anxiety about whether or not he's going to start screaming in a public place. Mm-hmm. So. Sure, sure. I still have that. <laughs> like My kids are nine and seven. Father. You're like, oh, just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every podcast is like, uh, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, oh boy, I hope these kids aren't going to start screaming. Yeah, yeah. I think like sometimes I see his face if we're in public and like the thought of crying is just stewing in his brain. That oh, was for you, Byron. Stewing. That yeah. was for Byron. Yeah. Um, and then I, that's when like my anxiety like starts to flare up and I'm like, Oh my God. Um, so we'll see. He's been out a couple of times and he's been amazing out wow. in public. He goes to everybody. He just loves people. So you know we'll what? See. A lot of times, you know, the first babies are, are, are good. That's how they trick you into having second babies. Knock on wood. We'll see. He's mm-hmm. just, he's just a blessing. He's a joy. He's brought so much happiness in this house. So he's my, 
He's my heart and soul. Yeah. And your yeah. pictures are adorable. I love uh, you. your your friends. Uh, what, what is that? Like a throw rug uh, that you have? Like a yeah, tapestry? <laughs> it's a blanket. It's a yeah. little blanket. Um, milestone blanket, they call them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Could yeah. you be any cuter? <laughs> yeah, good, good one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Krishma, um, I, I hope that we don't go on a break uh, from uh, talking about Survivor. <laughs> Never, never with you, Rob. Never. Uh, I love, love talking to you. Um, looking forward more to more than the you next love part. Applebee's. Yes. Oh, okay. More wow. There is, there are some things out there. Mm -hmm. Hanging out with you and talking with you. Wouldn't it be a dream to really go to Applebee's together one day? Oh my gosh, if you had a live know it alls at an Applebee's that I could actually attend, mm -hmm. that would knock off. So many Karishma bucket list items. <laughs> it would be fun. It would be fun to do it in person. Okay. One of these days, let's let's try to make it happen. Let's let's sure. let's vow to do it. We will do it. Okay. One of these days. Survivor, Survivor 55. Okay. All right. Look, if they keep going, like uh I'll get out by you one day. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. If you guys make it to Houston, it would make my day. All right. Karishma, where can people keep up with what you're doing? I'm on um, Instagram, Twitter, cutie Karishma, the letter Q, the letter T, Karishma. All you're going to see is just me, like, all just with my baby. Like, mm -hmm. that's basically my entire life right now. Um, but I do not apologize for it. He is amazing. No, do not so. apologize. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, that's, I mean, gosh, I love, I love when people reach out to me, shoot me DM, ask me questions, talk to me. I'll talk to Survivor with people all day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Karishma, thank you so much. Uh, this was really, really fun on a Friday evening. Uh, thanks to everybody who was here watching us live. Always appreciate that. I will be back this weekend with Matt Scott for Survivor Academy. Plus, I have a couple other really fun podcasts. I told you about Sari. Tell you about the exit interview with Ellie. Of course, Survivor Know-It-Alls, uh, Amazing Race Recap, Real Love Boat. Oh, did you hear about the Real Love Boat route? Me? It's, yeah, it's I, going. It's getting. It's gonna go on. Uh, it's getting docking. Docking on Paramount Plus uh, from here on out. Yeah, it it didn't look very good. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, Karishma? Was it? Is it? Is it supposed to be good? And it just wasn't. We good? We podcast about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, your podcast is probably better than the show. It's, well, sometimes you know the show doesn't have to be good for us to have a fun podcast. That's one of the, the you know uh, facts yeah. of Rob as a podcast. Uh, but this weekend we got uh, some other really fun podcasts coming up. Uh, did, did you happen to check out The Watcher at all, Karishma? Is that too scary? Ooh, it's on my list. Yeah. It's on my list. It's wild. And uh, Chappelle and I talked about the entire series uh, that we were joined by Josh Wiggler and Emily okay. Fox uh, for a full okay. recap of The Watcher on Netflix. Uh, so uh, that was really wild. I think that's coming up Saturday morning. We also had a very fun episode of Robin Akibanita podcast, which I will not even attempt to explain to you because uh, that uh, it will not even sound like English to you. Uh, and then also, uh, we're going to have more coverage of the mole coming up this weekend. Did you watch the mole, Charisma? I have to. That's actually pretty much after the House of Dragon finale, the mole is next because there's a fellow Patel on there. Yes. So like, remember, like I said, anytime there's an Indian person on anything, we have to support and watch. Mm -hmm. um, there's a fellow Patel on the mole. So it's 
rose to the top of my list to yeah. watch and support. It's really top. fun. The new season of the mall. So we're going to have uh, some uh, interviews with a couple of the cast members. I won't say which ones ah. to really tell you uh, that, but I think we have uh, a couple coming this weekend. So uh, that's all nice. happening at robinsonwebsite.com slash subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.